Victor, we're live. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to wonderful episode of Podcasters Unleashed. And today it is gonna be it's gonna be amazing. And today we'll be talking about all things, you know, building digital assets online and um, how to the gatekeepers, how to get involved, you know. And um, but before we go into that, I would like um, just to introduce my co-host, which um, the first person I see here is Simon. So Simon, can you just like introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Simon Rustin. My podcast is Taxi chronicles where we interview people as they get into the vehicle and they tell us about their life's journey so it can enhance your world my second podcast is africa investor stories where i interview people from around the world who've invested in africa and they just share their stories about the pros and cons if there are any cons about what it's like to invest in africa over to you carla Hello, everyone. I'm the host of the Wonder and Wellbeing podcast, which is a podcast about education and well-being and all the other stuff to do with those two topics. Over to you, Matilda. Hello, I'm Matilda, uh, host of Coffee with Matilda, Journey to Self. And my podcast is about finding yourself, loving yourself, and then come out of adversity stronger than before. To you, Kavya. Hi, so I'm the host of the podcast, Women and Stories, where I share real stories for women who rose above different challenges. And uh, yeah, tune in for a new, different season. Over to you, Victor. Yeah, thank you, Hala. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Matilda and Simon. See, today is just going to be, um, is what we all have experience on, you know, to some extent. And um, we've invested quite a lot of, man power and man hours into creating so much so much um so much digital assets on on the web so but you know for the past almost three years now before covid hit we saw we saw a huge jump when it comes to people being online people creating we have more creators online that we have more creators online now that we have like like 2019 because of the pandemic has really restricted us and we had to like feel, majority of the people who are online now felt so much comfortable during the pandemic and be, one because they had no choice and you know the availability of web of um platforms like zoom Streamyard, and other video engaging platforms, including social media but doing that we find out that one of the consequences of that is that so many of us created huge amount of assets that we don't even know about you know but before we jump into that i would like um us to go into the conversation and matilda can you just tell us just what you what, what, what's your take about digital real estate well <laughs> victor before uh, metaverse the digital real estate was about your presence online. For example, you have your podcast or you have a channel in YouTube. That was your presence. But now metaverse came and definition is a little bit changed. Uh, right now, some people might understand it as an online uh, presence for uh, housing which you buy it in metaverse 
So maybe it's important to uh, define it as um, before metaverse or after metaverse. <laughs> because right now you can buy a property, you can rent your property in metaverse. So that's how people see it right now. But overall, if you have any presence of any business uh, or you as a brand, then you have a real estate in um, in uh, online. Absolutely. So simply, simply put, if you have any 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 sorts of, as you've just rightly said, any sorts of presence online, be it um, a podcast or be it anything, you just. So Simon, do you can you just tell us? Um, you know what do you think about what, what do you think about the because metaverse actually opened so much for us and now we're seeing so many people go into the metaverse now whereas we still have so much that we've already created or we can still create so what are the types of in your own experience what are the types of um, real estate or what are the type of digital assets that we can just to put it out there what are the types of digital assets that we can count well there's quite a few. If you think of it as, for those who don't understand what the metaverse is, it's a world within a world, but it's just a virtual world. And the idea is that you can go on a date, you can go shopping. If you look at the game Sims, Sims is an early version of the metaverse, but the metaverse is going to be expanded um, on a bigger scale. Now, I haven't played the game Sims, but I do understand uh, slightly a bit about it. So if you think you wake up in the morning, you have your own house. You can do work with other people or other things where you can earn money and then build a be be better house, build an extension, other things. You can take a woman on a date. Um, some games, I think, are a bit violent and <laughs> we won't go down that road and things like that. But the world goes on. Now, if what, what goes on for corporations or people, you can buy areas in the metaverse. And I believe... Carla will be able to expand on this because she's had a, a, vague, a close friend who, uh, who was telling her about the metaverse. But it's just a world within a world, and you can do lots of things within there, everything more or less that you can do here. There is another scale where they're trying to make you be able to feel and taste in the metaverse. But that's another section. Yeah, before we jump to Matilda, uh, Carla, can you just, because Simon just put the spotlight on you. Can you just share some more about that? <laughs> um, I don't really know what he's talking about. But <laughs> you're talking about your friend who was playing, I think it was the game Sins in, in Qatar. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think, she, I don't know, it was one of those um, games where you build like a little kingdom, a bit like what's happening in the sandbox now where you could buy real estate. And that's all, it's not new, actually. Been in the gaming world for a long time. And um, I'd had a shock with a friend of mine one day when she told me that she was selling her kingdom. And I was like, what kingdom? And she was like, she told me she's selling this kingdom on this game. And it was like for thousands of reals she was selling it. And I was like, how can you sell some stuff on a game for thousands of reals? She was like, yeah, I'm selling it to this guy in Kuwait. Um, but basically what she'd been doing is she'd been playing the game for over a few, a few years. And everything that she bought in the game had a value in the real world. And it could be sold um, just like you would sell um, a physical asset. She was selling this digital asset. And that was the first time that I'd heard about this concept 
building real estate and building, you know, things in the gaming world that could then be sold on. But then it made sense because actually she paid a lot of money to build that. Um, because of all these add-ins in the game so obviously you pay for the game or the games are free sometimes but then you're buying all these different um, elements within the game so over time if someone else wants that particularly if it's something exclusive you know like skins for characters or costumes or whatever it is um, that some of them are exclusive and so they cost more money so over time she built up um, this asset, like a digital asset that she was then able to sell. And I was, you know, fascinated. Uh, new thing that I'd learned at that point. All right, go ahead, Matilda. Um, about Metaverse and buying an asset, I've seen a guy uh, buy an office in Metaverse and him and his friends that they're doing, actually they're in startup, they meet in that office and they work together. And the funny part is, for example, if you need to travel by subway or on the road, you cannot do, I mean, you cannot bring your work, physical work and do it. But in metaverse, you can meet them in the metaverse. And while you're traveling, you can connect with the office in metaverse and do your job on computer. How crazy is that? Do I make sense? Yeah, you do. You do make sense. Let's 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 allow Hala jump in. Hala, what do you think about this whole craziness? I think I, I think the world is adapting to the new generation because I think all of us here are generation of Web 2.0, where we are getting used. We we got used to application and Instagram and Facebook, but the generation. Z, they don't have this kind of um, complication. <laughs> not complication, but yeah, and they don't want to. It's like an old school for them. Us, it's like we are an old school. So now you see the kids, like ten years old, uh, fifteen years old. Now they are in the metaverse, and actually, the future for them is to work in the metaverse and to do everything in the metaverse. So I think it's the future, even if it's unpredictable thing and a lot of people can't seem to understand what's happening but uh, it's already here and uh, I think this year is the best year to invest because I think like 2023 and all the other years ahead it's going to be too late uh, for us to invest in um, and I think also we can't just uh, understand everything at once we really need to gain more knowledge and also to ask this new generation what they are really doing there, what they are buying, uh, and what they are creating. You can create a lot of things in the metaverse. So that is cool, too. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, Matilda, just, just before that, Simon, uh, do you have any comments to read? Yeah, George says, hi. Thank you, George. Nice to have you here, as always. Nelson says, hi, everybody. Obviously, Nelson's away. He's not with us this season. Then we've got Sasha. It's not especially new. Someone offered me 6,000 euros a long time ago for my account in the world of Warcraft, but I wasn't interested even more. I'm not sure if he knew, knew in there, Matilda. <laughs> he might have said, I didn't say something different. Um, George said, I don't think I will get uh, sheet music scores on the metaverse. I just rescued one from 1985, 19, sorry, 1895. Are we sure that's okay? Okay. And to invest in the message, you need crypto. 
Yeah. Good. So um for the George, to keep it simple, digital real estate is about it's everything you see online that is related to you um storing storing value online. So I think your music sheets, this is for George. I think your music sheets are will become valuable. I don't know how it works, but it will become valuable. So I won't say sell yourself short right now because your your website that you have all your stuff being saved on, you know, your domain names, your URL, you know, all these are forms of digital assets for you, George. So I would say it's worth something because you've, you've actually added your time and expertise on that. So it's actually worth something. So, Matilda, you are excited just now. What are you going to say? Just to add to that, sorry, Matilda, just to add to that, Nike, Apple, and some other big corporations have all bought land in the metaverse, let alone built a shop, they've bought land. So they're, you know, they're big corporations, they're big beasts or big whales, however you want to put them. They're not going to do that for just sort of fun of it. And as um, Sasha rightly said, where he says about crypto in this statement, if they're buying land... That means they're going to need their knowledge that you're going to need crypto to do things. And how did they buy the land? They must have used crypto for it. But over to you, Matilda. I was I was going to say whoever has teenager and maybe they want their teenager to work this summer, uh, Subway is hiring in Metaverse. I mean, so your teenager is not going to leave the house, so it's going to work. I don't know how the paying is. I don't know, maybe I should apply to see how much they pay. I don't know. But uh, uh, I know that they accept application now. So you go in Metaverse, in a Subway sandwich, and then you buy your sandwich. So they're helping you to buy your sandwich. Hmm. That, is so, that is something. You know, and I think... Simon, like Riley said, so many corporations right now, JP Morgan, they've launched about almost, you know, a couple of billions into getting, acquiring huge amount of um, digital lands. You know, but the thing is, I don't want to, you see, because when we're talking about metaverse now and George is creating stuff online. So I don't want to go, the metaverse for me and I don't know, some of us is really like, it's neither here or there, even though we know that it's something that is now. But let's just break it down and come back a little bit home. You know, and um, Simon, you see, who 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 can create, who can create, um, who can create these assets online? You know, there, that is a funny is thing. Barrier? The first thing that stroke struck me, and there's a question I was gonna actually throw out to you, was who creates the metaverse and who owns that land to sell? Because we're all buying, well, people who ever are investing are buying something that's virtual, but who's created it? You know, it's like, where did it come well, Matilda, I think Matilda wants to answer that. <laughs> well, uh, there are creators of these lands. There are uh, based on a team of people that are working on it. It's like a startup. And then there are uh, different layers, then first layer, second layer, third layer, and they put it on sale. And, um, you know, people want to invest in the um, in that land, in that world, because there are different worlds. When you, say, uh, when you say layers, can you expand on that, please? 
things. Uh, I mean, if when the project is layer one, maybe it's like a certain layer, they create that land to a certain degree, they put it on sale. Maybe it's, I don't know, one cent per, I don't know, square meter. I don't know exactly the amount. But then when they develop more, it, it's the second phase, which is more, um, they, they need the donors to put more money. Then the third phase is the more expensive one and lots of people want to invest in. I think it's um, dependent on the creators, who's the, uh, the team behind. And it's interesting. So if whatever land you're buying it, you need to see who's creating it and which team is creating it. And uh, each land, each world, have different um, creators. Mm -hmm. But actually, they're creating. It's a startup. Yes, but actually, if you, I just Google it now, and I've found that like an eighteen-year-old entrepreneur, his name is Palmer Luki, and he's the first guy that he has done a prototype about the metaverse and the virtual aspect of it and it was in 2010 so i think the idea is not that uh new it's just something that is more accessible now to everyone to get into it um i sorry to answer uh but i the idea is not new but we couldn't make metaverse this is right now um uh, because it requires a lot of um energy and your internet needs to be very fast no. I think 5G is and it's not enough because, for example, you're in your metaverse home and you're opening the fridge of your metaverse and you're looking at whatever you have. You bought milk, eggs, whatever. And then you want to grab that. The speed needs to be very fast. Still, metaverse right now with 5G has some problems. So I think the next step will be uh, making a faster internet for mm. your metaverse world to function perfectly. Yeah. Simon, are there, are, are there any more questions? Uh, no questions. Are there any more um, comments? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yep, yeah, we've got some comments here. We've got, oh, we've got a big, uh, we've got Nelson's firing away. A couple of quick questions. Is everything I create online, is it part of the, is it part of the metaverse? We'll go back to that next, um, Back to that, Isa. I mean, how are things registered? How is our ownership registered? For example, physical real estate, there is a dead, uh, sorry, there is a deed, proof of ownership. I think that will be a bit, we'll come back to that as well. Sasha, uh, crypto are actually based on stock market and I will probably lose a lot of value from the future crisis before the regulation. There's also a right timing to invest as a um, classic invest, invest, so I think that should be investor. The problem is to consider as an asset something with no profitability. And his last comment from Sasha says, for the moment, it's just a, a bet, not an invest, believe I say investment. Okay. Now, we can respond to some of those things going backwards. I would say for when he says um, the last two comments that Sasha's made, if you think of what happened with Carla's friend, she made money. Correct me if I'm wrong, Carla, here. Yeah? 
she made money on her investment because she invested, built up a city, sold it and made money. So it's not just something that's not going to be something stable because there's obviously a demand and where there's a demand, there's always room for profit. Going back to Nelson's comment, does anybody want to jump on that? Yeah, Simon, uh, Simon just hold on. Before, be, before that, uh, I, would I would like to go on the first one, on the first so comment from Nelson. Yeah, I would say, in my opinion, no, it's not everything that you create online is part of the metaverse. Online, we've been here creating stuff before, you know, before the metaverse started, like, gaining the whole popularity. Or, mm. or maybe the switch from Facebook, they actually shine more light on, on metaverse when they change their name, they change their brand as well to meta. So I think that gave metaverse so much credibility but and yeah. um, so much focus. Isn't everything that Facebook do now considered part of the metaverse? I won't say so because the metaverse is augmented reality with so many other stuff going on. But me seeing you right now is not doing carrying out different actions on another level that we can't control. But I here, me, just... I can control my hand. Yeah. You know. So, so the metaverse, we would define it as it's strictly for avatars. Yeah, avatars. For those who don't know what avatars is, avatars is like a. If you've seen the movie Avatar, that is an avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that human being, that creature of a perfect specimen, even though it's ten foot tall, um, that can jump and swing through the branches of the yeah. avatar. And the guy was crippled. The guy was crippled, but he can actually run and fly. He just puts that thing on his head, mm -hmm. and lies in that comfortable mushy bed, and away he goes. Yeah, let's give let's give Matilda the second question from Nelson. Well, first I wanna um, I wanna bring this topic that metaverse is not a new topic. Uh, there is this um, novel novelist Neil Stephenson. We talked about it before. I think our last season in 1992, uh, he wrote a, a novel, and the name was uh, Snow Crash. So Metaverse is from that novel and it explains the virtual reality and virtual world and people want to sign into that. So if anyone is interested to understand how Metaverse is created, you have to go back to that novel and read it. And actually, I never read it, but I've uh, seen it on YouTube. They were uh, the audio of it. And it's actually very interesting. I'm, I'm planning on reading it because it shows the base of what Metaverse is and what the world will be soon. And, and answering um, Nelson's question, well, uh, you have to buy the NFT. Okay. Yeah, is that the last question? Is that oh, the last we, got, we got some more things come through. We've got uh, George again. Internet connections should improve. For instance, I'm watching you on my phone because the PC gets uh, constantly um, stuck and both are quite new. Things have to be fluid for a metaverse. Now, I will say this to you, George. I use Apple Mac and Mac Minis and, my, and I have a hard line for my Mac Mini and I have per a lot going on. Uh, so that's perfectly okay. For, um, and we found that problem, especially where we're using this platform with StreamYard. If we're all on, I'm not sure what you call it, if we're all on 5G or what have you, it's not always sufficient, especially for 
someone who's in the control station. So you may want to upgrade in that sense or up your network supplier package. And moving on to the next statement from Wayne, who's a friend of mine. We are already in and using the metaverse, he says. And then he goes on to say, watch this film and you will see how the metaverse will be used. Um, I will feel free, feel free to uh, leave that up for a while just so that you can see. But in the meanwhile, let me just click off in here. They say you will own nothing and be happy. And like, I knew that would get a smile from Matilda. <laughs> Maximus, Maximus Portus, or Portius. Maximus mm -hmm. Portius. Uh, Maximus, can you tell us just how, how you are currently using the metaverse so that you can maybe share some share some light on what, on what <laughs> we're discussing? And uh, also, we have a question from one of our audience, which is, how do you get, do you get certified in the lands that you buy or whatever that you buy on the metaverse? How do you get deeds or proof of ownership? So if you've bought something, Maximus, on the metaverse, can you just let us know what you actually have that signify that this is your proof of ownership? Yeah. So um, we've got another statement coming in from Nelson. He says, the name metaverse is what the new, <coughs> the new, We've been using virtual reality, VR, and augmented reality. AR for decades. Tanks, crews train in a virtual reality, pretty much any of the crew team. Training can be done in virtual or augmented reality. However, at some point, you have to go back to reality. It's a good and good inexpensive training aid. I will agree with you that, and Nelson, I have done military virtual reality it was actually started off virtuality analog so basically it was just a screen like a movie screen and you'd have to watch what's happening there'd be people coming at you they they don't come out because it's not 3d per se that they come out into your 4d i'm not sure how you call it but if you see the bad guy you just raise up and shoot and then there's some simulation to say yeah you, you hit him or you hit the costage and those kind of things so i would I say that's the first thing moving on back to uh, maximus you guys are a digital representation of yourselves, voice and image. I'll say, obviously, I see what he's saying. We're not in the flesh. So um, we are a kind of a simulation of a, of a Chloris Squabby. I think that's pronounced right. Chloris <laughs> Swab. Okay, Chloris Swab. Okay, I don't know. What, what's that in relation to? Um, I think it's, the one, it's one of those... Early writers or novelists or book guys, you know, authors. Mm. Let me say book the Great guys. Reset. Klaus yeah. Schwab is the author of The Great Reset, right, Matilda? He is a chairman yeah. of the World Economic Forum. Okay. Engineer, a German engineer. And this is the mean, the meaning of a metaverse. Surprise. Um, I want to mention something. Uh, astronauts or uh, NASA, whatever they want to land, they want whatever they want to do in the cosmos they use um, a metaverse for many many years to train their team or um, emotionally as well as obviously technically so before you land for months you're working on in in a metaverse style to land your um Matilda, you're moving it now is that not just simulations that you see in, in every team park that you go to where the trains go like this that you're inside with with your kids or someone 
and in the dark, in the dark cover, you just like go in, like yeah. I'm the same, Victor, and I would I'd say you're both right in that sense because what Matilda's actually called defining it as a thing. You're talking about it as is really an invented, but obviously as technology goes on, more words formulate, and then we end up with the metaverse which we've got today. Nelson saying, Matilda. Or anyone else, can you give a brief definition of an NFT, which is the currency used on the metaverse? Correct. Before we go into that, Sasha said, you will earn nothing and you will be happy. Oh, yeah, that's in relation to what uh, Potty has said. Potty said, uh, you will own, you will own, sorry, I think he made a correction there. And Matilda, don't they use water to represent space? So quite a few questions thrown at you there, Matilda. If you go to this one, NFT, where you go? Well, uh, NFT is non-fungible tokens. Um, so it's very unique. Actually, they, they're using right now your real land deeds. They're using it with NFT. Everything actually is NFT. Um, we don't realize we're using NFT. The things that you scan it is part of NFT as well. So um, later on, I'm sure uh, everything that we have on the paper as a ticket to go to concert, as a, your deed of your house, or some, uh, they say even your um, diploma from your school, it's going to be NFT. And uh, yeah, <laughs> there was the other question. Sorry, the other question was, um, no, I think this is it here. Oh, okay. Yeah, if they're using the water. Well, this is what I know. I'm not an astronaut, so I cannot, and I haven't had those trainings. I would have wished to be one, but I don't know. But I know that uh, NASA for years, they're using it. Whatever they're trying to land in moon or in, I don't know, Mars right now, they've done their training for months. They know how they're going to do it. Uh, to be prepared emotionally and actually they're hands-on it's like um, because I mean I've seen I've seen actually NASA doing it on YouTube you can go check it out I don't know exactly what uh, what um, line but they they're training their people with kind of metaverse so obviously metaverse will be the more evoluted one but they're training like that so they think the astronauts think they are in the um in the rocket and what they have to do how they have to come up with the resolve the problems sometimes nasa gives them problems so they can resolve it at that moment and some of them sweat when they're practicing because you know your all your senses are engaged just to add to that what the astronauts do, they have two forms of training. They have the non-gravity center dome where they turn off gravity and people float around. They learn to control themselves first without the suits, then with the suits, then with weighted boots. And then they have the simulation, well, it's not simulation, actually they're in water in the suits. And that simulates obviously some kind of pressure. And they learn how to move because you're going to be moving slowly, pulling and pushing in the water with your big space suit on. Um, we've got a couple more comments, which I shall jump on here. Um, we've got Wayne, sorry, Portia, it says smart contracts NFT. So I'm not sure if you want to expand on that. Um, Nelson, 
a question. So since we're talking about digital real estate, can I create an income producing property? How can I create income? Do these things appreciate in value? And then Matt's response says, Matt's have good has a good question. Oh, sorry, Sasha says Maxwell has a good question. So going back to this, I'm sure probably looking back at you, Matilda. <laughs> I just well, want to well, add something. Uh, maybe it's not understood because uh, it took me time to understand. For the non-fungible token, it's a digital identifier that cannot be copied or replaced in a blockchain, and that's how you prove your ownership of something. And these NFTs, you stock it into your wallet and then you can use it anytime you want to invest in. And you can check out to the coin Axie Infinity is the most popular coin uh, for play to earn gaming stuff in Metaverse. And it was launched in 2020. So yeah, so I have some Axie Infinity I have invested in. <laughs> okay, so, so you, you have some Axie Infinity that you've invested in. Can you take on Nessie's question? How can you create income producing property on the metaverse? I think uh, Matilda has answered it with one with one of our examples. But before we go to Matilda, how like do you do you want to jump on that? So my knowledge about this is I was looking into Earth 2.0. So it's a trading platform uh, to uh, buy virtual lands. And you can see, uh, once you get into that uh, website, the application, you see people who are uh, already uh, buying their property in different parts of the world. Are and they agents? What? Are they agents? <laughs> no, anyone actually could buy. And actually, there is no regulation. Uh, there is no law. So you can go there and buy stuff. Uh, it's unpredictable thing so you buy stuff and uh, you need to understand the demand if someone is going to buy from you back so you want it's a little bit of speculation you need to see the demand of it so you can sell it to someone so that's why it's a little bit mysterious but a lot of people now they are buying in dubai in nigeria especially in africa all africa so yeah, that's interesting to see. So check uh, Nelson, check Earth 2.0. You're gonna see a lot of stuff in it on YouTube. Maximus says the question isn't about ownership, rather about how to generate income. And I think that's a good valid point. At the end of the day, we all want to make some wonga. Yeah. So Matilda, on there, we said, and Sasha, and if you have a solar temp solar tempest with an electronic magnet, chop. How metaverse will be protected with a deed? I have a real house, but on metaverse, how they can protect that? Well, I think in answer to that, that's where blockchain comes into. Because with blockchain, everything's accountable. Because everything has to be agreed throughout the blockchain, and everybody's recognized that before. We've got one more comment, and then we can go back to what um, Protea said. We've got a couple more coming in. Question. So what are the safeguards? For example, with physical and physical land, there's a, a limited supply. However, in the metaverse, I can or someone else flood the market and just continue to create more digital real estate. I would say in that case, it's all about demand. If the demand's up there, regardless that you're creating more, 
people won't buy it. Yeah. So just 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 a second, Simon. Let's allow Matilda to come in here. Um, I was gonna say how now to the to answer Nelson's question, how you can make money. Well, you can buy the land, Earth 2.0, or decentralized land is one of the other lands, other worlds that you can invest in metaverse. And uh, you can buy land, you can create your own home, either yourself in the decentralized land it allows you or in uh, earth 2.0 you can just buy an apartment a beautiful apartment you can even look which apartments you like in dubai for example in metaverse and then um, you buy it for a cheaper price in a year or two years you can rent it out there will be people who want to rent it i think sephora but um office space in metaverse and some big companies they're buying uh, off their lands in metaverse because in a couple of years you're going to rent it out or you can sell it like how you do in real life you can so, sell so at, at the moment at the moment they're not creating income they're just investing right now right now you're investing income but i've seen there are restaurants that you have to pay to get in. I mean, how you eat, I mean, the taste part hasn't come out yet, but it's the experience. So you're selling an experience. Lots of times, a lot of concerts. I think Bieber, who's Justin Bieber? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I know who he is, but he had the biggest concert in Metaverse. So you pay, then you go, you meet your friends in Metaverse, and then you watch the concert together in Metaverse. So there are all these ways of making money. Also, when it comes to, for example, decentralized land, they want to buy um, land in places in the world, like Nigeria, that has a lot of resources because they believe the resources are limited. So you want to be somewhere that there is, I don't know, uh, like how you buy land in the real world that we're living for gazillion years. It's like that. Yeah, let's go. Um, let, let's go to um, Carla now. Yeah, I was going to say just what Matilda said there about um, you make money in the metaverse exactly how you do in the physical world, but everything's just digital. So whatever can be bought and sold in the material world can be bought and sold in the metaverse. It just needs to be created as a digital asset. But also, you can flip things. So exactly how, if for example, you were a property investor in the real world, the physical world, you buy a property for 10 grand, you know, it's derelict, you do it up and then you flip it, sell it on for 50 grand. It's exactly the same in the metaverse. You will buy digital real estate, then you wait for it to increase in price and then you get rid of it. And it's the same with all the assets. You can do that with everything from, um, I don't know, a little doggy. <laughs> you can buy a little doggy in the metaverse and then it's next year it's worth more money because it's in demand or, also, there's the concept of a limited supply of things. So just like, for example, in the real world, you might get a limited edition pair of Nike shoes. In the metaverse, you can also get limited edition products like that. And maybe there are only 100 of them that are made. So you get in there, buy it quickly, you wait for it to be in demand, and then you flip it and sell it on. So that's also how it works. That's probably a, a simpler way to understand it. And basically, whatever people create, it's like any other digital property that's become um worth money over the last 20 years or so um the metaverse is just leveling that up 
I see you nodding your head, Hala. <laughs> no, you know what? I was I was thinking about Nelson. I just want to tell him he needs to find another job because he won't need any real estate agents. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting as well about what was brought up earlier, what um, Sasha brought up about um, Klaus Schwab's prediction for the future, how we will um, own nothing and be happy. You can definitely see how the more that people buy things in the metaverse, the less they will use their money to buy physical things. And then eventually somebody somewhere will pull the plug <laughs> and everything that you think you own will now just vanish and you'll be standing there with nothing. Um, and I think How can you be happy with that? Just make sure you buy clothes in the real world. Um, you're not just living in the metaverse. <laughs> but, but you know they say... In the pajamas you were given when you was a teenager, okay? Yeah, yeah. Body is perfect. We've got some comments firing in, guys. Let me read out these comments. The regulations will be coming in soon also. Yeah, until, so until, until then. will be the one to rule them all. Okay, yeah, they just talk about we've, we've spoken about the metaverse and they just come to to re let me say real life now because um Twitter was sold for a couple of billions of um dollars a couple of weeks ago. 43. Yeah, and we know and we know these are stuff. These are digital assets that we can actually create right now without overthinking and learning new stuff about or going too deep into NFTs, non-fungible tokens and fungible tokens and all this kind of stuff. So say on the community that we are right now, impacting our community, impacting us right now, how can we create these other assets? With our eyes open, how can we create these other assets to like help our community right now, or help ourselves? What in the metaverse? No, not in the metaverse. This Web 2.0 right now. How can Carla? We... All right. In the meanwhile, when you think about that, ask Kay on reading out these comments. Yeah. So we've got a new player on this. Um, see, Riffan. I hope I pronounced it right. Hi, it's nice to see you here. Um, Nelson, okay, so sorry I met my friends in the Metaverse concert, and yet I'm still, I'm still sitting in my living room, question mark, question mark, I'm not sure if that's a joke. Um, we've got, excuse me, why is that not clicking? Um, exactly, Nelson, it's not a Zoom party. Um, exactly, I'm not sure about the, that occurrence. It seems like they're having their own conversation going on there. Excuse me, Matilda, do you prefer to buy digital shoes <laughs> Oh, go to okay. okay. <laughs> a web 2.0 is dead. Okay, so Matilda, let's start with the lovely question from our special person. I think again. I think we need to invest in both. Matilda, you're going to be held in both. I've I've heard that there will be um in like 50 years or maybe less. People wouldn't even want to eat anymore. They would just have IVs on them and uh, they would sit in their one bedroom, not even one bedroom, like one room, and they would be connected to Metaverse in a restaurant. Uh, so that's going to happen. And lots of actually, um, I'm not so sure. What will, what will we go into the IV? 
You know, you put ivy in your hands. What will be going through there? Yeah, I know. What will be just going into? What will be going into? Because you, you need to eat, so you're not going to be interested in eating physical things anymore. Because you, your reality is in metaverse. I'll be dead and gone by then. Yeah, well, it's in fifty years, they say. In fifty years. And uh, I think Gucci did in. Uh, they did their fashion show in metaverse. So yeah. it's crazy things happening, and you need close to your for your metaverse now more than your real world. Seems like it. Generating Can we just have like a naked avatar, or it's uh, inappropriate <laughs> if we can't afford? Know. There's no lot of regulation there. <laughs> yeah. So what's it? So the question the question is, how do we create these assets now that we? I'm not talking about the metaverse, but what we're creating because I think it was last year or two years ago during the pandemic, one of these DJs created something amazing that's connecting different genre of music. And now those, that asset, now I placed it on, I think it was on BET. So they now placed it on uh, its YouTube channel. Now it's coming in. Has lots of followers, lots of download, lots of listen, and now he's making actual income from that. So, and that was DJing. You get so, Carla, what can we create right now? How do we create right now? Are there barriers? Are there barriers to entry right now to create something online, to create an asset online? I think yeah, there are always barriers to entry and everything. Um, I think it's whether or not you whether or not you regard them as barriers or you regard them as a challenge or a hurdle to get over. I think if you see it that way, then you will find a way to get past any barriers. But I think like in the times of the, since the pandemic, we've noticed, we've used this concept of gatekeepers um, and gatekeepers basically are any people that you need to get around or those that hold the power. So for example, censorship, and those companies that were censoring digital content that we saw in 2020 and into 2021, those people could be regarded as gatekeepers. But then also there are those platforms that govern things. For example, the, um, a lot of people talk about all these different um, coins and different platforms, but you, what they don't know, for example, is that you need um, hot and cold wallets. You need hot and cold wallets to be set up in order to access certain things. And those are gatekeepers in a sense. Um, if you're not able to set up hot and cold wallets or you're not able to access the basic technology in order to create digital assets, whether that be on the blockchain uh, technology or off on Web 2.0, then that becomes a gatekeeper to you. If you don't have reliable internet connection, that becomes a gatekeeper. If you live in a country where there's lots of control, government control, lots of censorship, lots of big tech companies governing and controlling what you can and cannot access and how much um, you can interact on the web, then yeah, all of those things make a difference. Um, but it's up to you really to learn how to get around things and focus on what you can do rather than what you can't. But also, I think fair enough as well to say that it's not for everyone. This world isn't for everyone. I'm not with Matilda who believes that we're all going to be hooked up to IVs and all that kind of thing. Um, and it's not going to be optional. I believe it is going to be optional. And I believe that there's going to be large populations in the world who just don't have access to this because mm. of things like their underlying infrastructure. You need a lot of power for this stuff. 
Um, you also need great uh, Wi-Fi connectivity um, and you need that consistently to, in order to be able to access uh, the metaverse. And that just isn't globally available. And we know it isn't going to be because it wasn't with Web 2.0. There was this, if you remember when the internet was first coming out, there was this theory that we were all going to be on the internet and there wasn't going to be any more books and that we'd get rid of paper and all of that. And it didn't really happen. It didn't happen for everybody. There are still loads of people globally who don't have access to the internet. There are loads of people globally who still don't even have access to banking, traditional banking, and we're claiming that they're going to have access to financial systems through um, blockchain. But are they really? With energy prices, for example, here in the UK going through the roof, a lot of people can't even afford to run a washing machine, never mind do all this stuff to do with NFTs and metaverse and all that. I just don't think it's going to happen for everyone. Um, I think we're going to see a massive divide in who can have access to these things and, and who can't. And I suppose then things like financial status or lack of financial status will become a gatekeeper, as it already is uh, for a lot of people with Web 2.0 and Web 1.0. It's always been the same. There's a difference, isn't there, between who can access it. It's not for everyone. But you don't really need a lot of money to, to, to have a, U, not a YouTube channel or maybe, I don't know, um, to have a Google account and create a YouTube channel. You have a phone and create something. You don't need... Yeah, you don't. I agree with that. No, you don't. But you do need to have some access and you need to have consistent access um, to be able to. And also remember, time is an asset. So uh, time is, a, is something that some people don't have in order to create digital content, like even what we're doing now. We sacrifice a lot of our time for this, but it's a luxury um, because we can work less if that makes sense if you're a labor person you just work you know 16 or 20 hours a day when do you create digital content uh, we're privileged people aren't we because we can sit down and talk for an hour um, whereas some people cannot um i just want to show you i just want to share this uh, ellen musk's new company starlink this is what he wants to do he wants to create internet for everyone for free so they are working on it. Look at Starlink. They're going to send a lot of uh, broadcasts in the world. It's connected to each other. And I think they want to do it by 2033 or 2034. Um, it's interesting. I think the world is, or the leaders of the world, is taking us to that direction. So they want to have a free internet for people, even in the villages, remote villages in the world. Until then, let's Simon, see. you're muted. Let's see what they do. <laughs> Sorry, Matilda, are you referring to Starlink? Yeah. Company? Oh, yeah, that's not for free. It's $100 a month at present. He's mapped the world already. Um, they're, they're testing it in Ukraine during the war, and, and they've got it in some other rural places. But it is said to be able to work within places like the Arctic Circle, Bermuda Triangle, where normally you couldn't operate things, the satellites are lower than the normal government satellites that they have. Well, right now it's with money, but the goal is to make it free. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we have a new... Yeah, we've got, we've got loads of comments. I've been flicking through them as we go. So what I'll do, I'll just start off from here. We've got Ali. NFT market heightened. So first of all, nice to have you here, Ali. I've never had you here before, but it's nice to have you. NFT market is very new and questions about rights, ownership, intellectual property and more have not 
being fully explored. The question is, what's next? Your uh, what is next? Your expectations. Um, here we go. Starlink is the reverse. Is the revised Starnet? Okay, mm. interesting. And George, yes, he's jumped in there. Said I heard it on the news today. The U.S. government wants low-income households to pay thirty dollars for inter an internet connection. Now, this is very interesting because the manufacturing countries of the world, like India, for instance, they give free uh, internet service to all. Yeah which has enabled their, their economy to boom and enable them to produce all these IT engineers because everybody would be able to get free internet so they've been able to get access. What they do in Africa, especially they, like in East Africa, I can speak for, everybody gets free Facebook automatically. As you buy a phone, you're free Facebook and it doesn't matter whether you've got data or not, you can always use Facebook. So whether you pay to Facebook with your, um, excuse me, with your, if you pay for data for your local internet supplier, whether it be Vodafone or whatever you have in your country, it's irrelevant. You will be able to use Facebook. And Mark Zuckerberg had worked that in very well because obviously there's, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but you, if you can have something that people are going to access all the time, especially the poor people, one, they can make money because they do business using Facebook. So they're selling something in their shop. They have a page which they show everything on there. Because, because you don't need a website. So it makes the website obsolete. But the other thing is they communicate. They they find people to date through that. All these things because it's free. And um, I know with China, you get free internet as you, that comes with your flat. So your electricity and all of those things are covered along with the internet because it's government run. Okay. Are there any more comments? Yeah, we've got one more. Um, the mobile self... Uh, Sorry, the, the mobile cell phone will be key to mass adoption, which I agree because, like, I could talk about East Africa, where Carla was talking about um, people not being able to have bank accounts, basic bank accounts. That's a thing of the past. They don't need bank accounts because their mobile number is their bank account. And they can send money anywhere. Yeah, but, anywhere. So, you know, I don't know how the percentage of people that don't have bank accounts in, in the West, maybe in the UK, but there are a lot of people who don't. In I don't the, know how many percent. In UK. Yeah, in the UK, yeah. Everybody would have a bank account because you get, whether you get your benefit... Post office and co. So what I'm saying, you get your benefit for your bank account for those who are unemployed, and you work and you get money. Unless you're... I, I can only think... Of if you're a drug addict or something, you, you see, Carla was just shaking her head now because I'm gonna, I'm gonna let gonna pass over to Carla to hear what she has. Yeah. She always has some great words of wisdom, but from what I know, everybody I've known has an out bank account. And I don't just know, um, I don't know a lot of rich people, I know the working class. Okay, um, Carla, go on, Carla. Yeah, I was going to say, no, it's not true. I don't know what the statistic is, and I wouldn't want to give a figure, but there are um, people in the UK that are not financially active and don't have access to bank accounts. And included in those is people that you mentioned, like such as addicts, the homeless. Um, you also have a lot of women that are not economically active because they have never had um, an identity of their own, for example. They are just, they live under the power and control of a man who controls all their finances. Um, and lots of teenagers as well who are in situations where they are old enough to be able to have a bank account legally, but they haven't got access to it for whatever reason. 
and also people who are just excluded either for legal reasons, maybe they've done something in the past that's put them in a legal uh, situation where they cannot have access. And you need an address. <laughs> you need basic things. Yeah. You need ID. Anyone who doesn't have official ID um, mm. or recognised photo ID is excluded from... There's 1.3 million people. I'll just check, Carla. There's yes, yes. every day. So a lot of people still, 1.3 million people. Obviously, if you think of we're in a population between 60, 60, 60 to 67 million people. And obviously, the children and people under age are not going to be worried that is about the whole, That's a whole country. That's a whole country? Yeah. What, yeah. 1.3 million? What kind of country is that? It's not worth talking about. Population like that. We're squashing. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of people around the world who don't have bank accounts and you're right Carla and um, well when I see when I hear most of these issues that it's actually holding people back in the west and looking back where I'm coming from I see them as I don't know I don't mean to be rude or anything, but I see them as just, it's like a joke to me. It's like a joke to me because you have, they, they, they have it all, I would say 99% almost settled for them. So it's just for them to get up and go take advantage of it. You can say some are depressed, you can say this is going on, that is going on, but to me it's just... It's just something that it doesn't flow well with me when I hear stuff like that. that oh, there are people because of this, because of that in the UK, because of this, because in, in France, because of this in America. Nah. <sighs> Compared to other parts of the world, they will be ready to switch just like that. You get. So now we're rounding up and we'll be talking about expectations and see. The main purpose of this show today is to bring awareness to um, to the viewers and who will be watching and those who will be watching later on about the different forms of digital real estate and maybe how to start and how to like um, get your foot on the door. Start from wherever you are. That will be my conclusion. Start from wherever you are, but get knowledge get knowledge if you can if you don't have internet in your house go to the library you know and there's no library in your community even in my community there's there's library in the niger delta so i would suggest go to your community to access knowledge so that you'll be more you'll be more at least you start from there start from there just go assess you know, learn from people, not just the BBC, you know, but learn, go out there and learn from people. So in conclusion, um, Hala, what would be, what, what, is, what are your expectations? Uh, you know, the internet is uh, wild and wide. <laughs> so it's unpredictable uh, to have expectation on this uh, new world. Uh, and I think we're going to see an, an exponential increase in the real estate in the metaverse and then it's going to be steady at the end um, I think it's a very risky investment if you are not willing uh, if you don't have I think the wealth or you don't have the money 
uh, to invest is very risky and uh, you need to make sure that uh, all your capital is at risk and it's not something that is game. It's just you need to set up a mindset for it. Uh, and this mindset is just like, I want to have money. I want to earn money. I want to trade. I want to learn about it. It's not something to uh, play with. Um, so, yeah, I think it's an unpredictable journey for each one of us. And I think we need to learn more about it. And, um, yeah, there is no regulation for the moment. So you can do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> there is no government regulations. So that is also a great point for the moment. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Matilda, what, what, what are your expectations? I mentioned a little bit earlier. I think my, I would expect, I mean, it would be very sad world, but I think that's the direction it's going to go. The new generation that they're not born when they get in their 20s, I think their life will be a lot in metaverse. I don't think they will have a sense of reality that much. We see a lot of young people right now, teenagers, that they live in metaverse. Uh, they don't go out. They work in metaverse. They eat in, I mean, they they can actually you can even order food. There is this app in Metaverse. You can order food like sushi, and the sushi comes and knocks your door. It's weird. I think he was in London. This teenager that was explaining how he does his daily routine in Metaverse. Um, yes, I I think one of the first things that I have to do is to buy a land in Metaverse and start creating my apartment, de decorating my apartment. We never know. Maybe I will have my, I will have you guys as a guest to my metaverse home. It's good. I don't need to clean up my physical one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, Simon, can you, Simon, can you just uh, give us your expectation and just run through the comments before we go to Hala, uh, Carla? Okay. Um, Nelson says due diligence. We've got um, Sasha saying, they prefer a universal revenue, so everyone I uh, will, uh, will have an account to receive cash via central banks. The excuses uh, will be to help the homeless and unemployed people after the AI crisis. It goes on, can I get a loan on the Metaverse real estate? Will, uh, will a bank loan money on this? It's probably for you to Matilda in future reference. What is money? Flat money is being... Uh, uh, phased out. Can't see you can loan against particular crypto you may own. Matt's, oh, a new person. Matthew, nice to have you here today. You're a bit late, but you know, you're here. Matt says, I totally agree with you uh, with your take. Many still see seeing it as a not forthcoming, but long to go, folks. And that's it for now. My personal thing when it comes to Metaverse, I don't think all will jump in. You've got the old age pensioners that just can't get handled with technology. It's hard enough for them to get a bank account in the first place until they found that they like talking to the cashier and <laughs> they go every day. Um, there's people like me who probably won't be interested in it unless I'm going to make money on it. I only use social media right now because it's part of pushing out my platform. But apart from that, I couldn't care less about it. And I'm more than happy traveling the world, seeing real people, real places. That's my take. Over to you, Carla. Over to you, Carla. Um, trends. Where do I think it's going? Expectations. 
I think there's going to be huge growth. I think um, 2022 is definitely going to be the year of the metaverse. I think we're going to see massive growth, their massive investment. I think all the major companies, uh, it's already happening. They're just going to be bailing out and going into the metaverse um, and dominating. I think um, there's a short period of time left for regular people to get anything <laughs> before they all just start swooping mm. in and taking it all. I think we're already seeing that now in the early part of 2022, just like um, Snoop Dogg is active in there. All the celebrities are in there. And, you know, it only takes one before they all jumping in. Um, all the top designer brands and all of those people, Sony, the major players in the, the tangible world are now major players in the metaverse. And I think that's just going to keep happening. I think that's going to drive prices up um, and it's going to price out a, a lot of people who maybe are kind of not sure whether or not to, to get in there. I think NFTs are going to keep uh, rising. The number of NFTs that are going to be out there is going to be massive. Um, and creativity, I think creativity is going to have... Um, a new place to go. I think if you're a creative, if you've got an idea, whatever it is, you can do it on the metaverse. And I think that that's where it's going. Um, but I think like all human things, it's gonna peak and then we're gonna start seeing all the problems that result from it. We're gonna start seeing the, the downsides of the blockchain and then there's gonna be demands for more security. Someone mentioned earlier about regulation. There is regulation and that's growing and I think that's gonna be more. Governments are going to start sticking their oar in um, and trying to control things. Um, and there's going to be battles, I think, um, not just over assets, digital assets, but over who controls it. Um, mm. And I think that's already an issue. Um, and then on to, just to answer Nelson's question, what he asked earlier about um, loans. Yes, you can get loans in the metaverse. Um, I know that in Decentraland, there's at least one um, developer. I think they're called Terra Zero. Um, but don't quote me on that, just check. But it's Indie Centraland um, that had mentioned earlier this year that they were offering the first mortgages in the metaverse um, for digital real estate. So, yeah, it's, it's massive. And I think whatever is happening in the real world, someone somewhere is trying to find a way to do it in the metaverse if it's not already been done. Um, that's what I see. Um, and also just a huge gap between those who can access it, uh, the haves and the have-nots. I think that that will always exist in human um, worlds, whether they're real or um, simulated worlds. I just think that's a human nature thing. And anything we do, we always seem to have a division in it. Um, yeah, back to you, Victor. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, it's, been, it's been an amazing time. So I would say thank you to... Um, to George, Maximus, um, yeah, Maximus, you left, you left the last comment here. Say, say bye to DeFi as we know it, you know. And um, yeah, George says, um, I think we will see the crypto collapse with the stock market crisis and reborn with regulation. Reborn with regulation before, before that, I don't touch it. Oh, before that, I don't touch it. Okay, it's about timing. Like the real world. Thank you very much, George, for your. Um, oh no, this is Sasha. <laughs> so thank you very much, Sasha. Do not forget. See, Sasha, I will recommend Hermes and not digital shoes. Please. Yeah, thank you, Sasha, for for, for having us. Uh, Maximus, thank you. Um, Matthew, you know, thank you very much for joining us. Ali, thank you very very much. Next week. 
we were going into. Now we've seen the opportunity. We spoke about the opportunity of Web 3.0. Next, we'll be talking about skills of the future. What skills do you think we'll be needing in the future? Uh, Maximums, you said Web 2.0 is dead. So creating Web 3.0, we need more skills. So what are the skills that we will need? So you can join us here next week, Monday, same time. And let's have a conversation about that. And also bring a list of skills and top, um, skills you think people need for the future. And um, with that, I am Victor Osio. I'm the host of the Diaspora Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we talk about strategies and we speak to we speak to um, we speak to entrepreneurs who have successfully moved from the life uh, moved from a nine to five towards the lifestyle of freedom. And um, I'll give this to um, Hala now to tell us about her podcast and where we can find her. Women with Stories podcast. Uh, check it out on uh, iTunes and all podcast platforms. Over to you, Matilda. And my podcast is Coffee with Matilda. And you can find it in all um, podcast platforms on YouTube and Facebook. Over to you, Carla. And I'm the host of the Wonder and Wellbeing podcast, which is a podcast about education and well-being. Over to you, Simon. Taxi Chronicles. One of my uh, one of my podcasts interviewing people about their journey of life. Africa Investor Stories interviewing people about their journey of investing in Africa from around the world. Back to you, Victor. All right, thank you guys, and um, it was nice hanging out with you all. And uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye for now. <laughs>